is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want. All you have to do is dial in toll-free. Our number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733, the so-called alt-left. Now, I, now, I don't know what that is. Is that the Antifa people? Are those are those the alt-left? I presume it's just the answer to the alt-right. We've heard of the alt-right. Uh, now, the alt-left targeting the chairman of the FCC. We can talk about that coming up here. Uh, they're targeting him in his own neighborhood, apparently. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. And uh, Melanie, you're going to start out uh, tonight by telling us about a police officer who's been fired uh, because he has not shot someone. Yes. So tell me more. So because there are no good cops, because they, of course, get fired if they are, then this officer, uh, there was a suicidal man who was with his girlfriend at home. His girlfriend decided to, and to be fair to her, I don't know that she knew she was calling the cops on him. She knew that she was dialing 911, which is... Calling the state on your suicidal boyfriend, probably not really the thing to do, but I don't really know what the thing to do is, so there's that, I guess. So the cops came, and she told them that he had an unloaded gun, which is not really a, to be fair to everybody, everybody in the story, is not really a valid adjective to put in front of a gun, so, I mean, because you don't know, right? You don't know. I mean, even the clip could be out. There still could be one in the chamber. You sure. don't know. I will, you know, fully admit to that. So the cop showed up. The one cop who is Officer Mander showed up. He has apparently all kinds of experience as a Marine, National Guard, and. Lots of officer experience. Apparently, he is insinuating that he has some kind of psych experience, psychology experience. So, dealing with crazy people? Right. Uh-huh. So, he, or combatants almost, it sounds like, I guess, which I guess you would get being deployed in Afghanistan where he was. So, he showed up. He's talk, trying to talk the guy down. Um, the guy, apparently, there's a gun somewhere, but the guy is not pointing it at anyone or brandishing it or anything like that. Okay. So, so there is a gun, which just a gun being in a drawer on somebody's hip or something is not a threat. You have to assume it's loaded. Absolutely. Like, yes, I agree to that. You have to assume it's loaded. But if it's not being pointed or brandished at anyone, then it, that's not a threat. Right. It's so, just an inert piece of metal. Right. Uh, knives kill more people than assault weapons do every Sure, but year they don't jump America. off a desk and stab someone. Right. So the point is, is there are knives in drawers in every home in America, yeah. and we don't shoot people over them. Okay. Right. So then another officer showed up, because apparently they you know, just have to get bored and send all the officers at the in the county. So the other officer showed up. Then the guy, at which point the guy pointed the gun at the second officer... And so then the second officer shot and killed him. All right. Which is what you would expect to happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. But if the guy's talking to, and he did when the when the cop showed up first, he told them to shoot him. It seems like this was maybe his method of committing suicide, which. That's pretty common. Suicide yep. by right. cop. So. But he's not having a problem with the first cop is the thing. Then the second cop shows up, 
it doesn't say this and I wasn't there. I'm imagining that the second cop was a little bit more aggressive than the Afghanistan vet who is telling us about how he doesn't think this guy is a threat. Okay. So then he got fired for not shooting him. Even though he himself was not feeling threatened. Right. Even though there would be no real justification for it. Like, the second cop was justified. I mean, all of us would have been justified in shooting that man in that circumstance. If somebody pulls a gun at, on you, you are you believe li- well, rightfully that your I, life is being I, threatened I, at I that point. I wouldn't say that that is justified, although I would say that it is reasonable, which are two different things. What's the difference? So, it's reasonable if you're committing an armed robbery and someone tries to shoot you that you shoot back at them. It's not justified. Um, oh, he's it, still a reasonable. cop. That's what I, I mean. That's, that's I, gonna I see be what my you're thing, saying. You're but, saying because he's a cop, therefore he shouldn't have been there in the first place, is the idea. I wouldn't even say that because they were kind of summoned. Sounds like they were called. But who called them? The girlfriend. Saying, well, my boyfriend's suicidal. The 911 operator. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know the girlfriend. Did. I don't know that she expected cops to show up. Maybe she mm-hmm. expected. I don't know what she expected. Mm-hmm. But, but she, she called. called she called the state. She called because he was suicidal. Yes, was the idea. And then cops come up for a welfare check or suicidal man, potential suicidal man. The first cop feels like he's got the situation under control. He doesn't have to draw down on him because he hasn't drawn down. You know, he hasn't pulled his gun. Second cop shows up. Dude pulls a gun on the second cop, gets shot to death. Yes. That's the idea. And now they're punishing the first cop For because not he didn't do what the second him, yes. cop did, even though the situation was different with the first cop. That's what's that's what's happening here, right? Right. They were saying that he should have decided he was a threat and shot him, basically. Not, wow. I mean, not, not even arrest him, but, you know, shoot him. That's crazy so, to me. I mean, that yeah. seems like... Uh, he wasn't a threat at all. Uh, he was a threat to himself until this second cop showed up and and somehow put you know some level of fear in him to where he drew his gun on him. Yeah, and I mean just and I mean I feel like just being there is it is a little bit complicated here because if you summon the police, them coming into your house is not trespassing. But that doesn't mean not that, if she let him in, right? But that does not mean that everything else that they're they're still they're still not non-aggressors they're not the people i would want to have to deal with a suicidal person right and so kind of by being cops they're aggressing but that doesn't mean that everything that they do is aggressing if they brush their teeth that's not aggression even though wearing (laughs) and wearing the uniform is so if they brush their teeth while wearing the uniform brushing your teeth is still not aggression wearing the uniform now wait a minute hold on hold on okay so i get where you're coming from with the police but in this case could you really say they're aggressing if the person wanted their services? They're if, not aggressive. Well, see, but that's the thing. They're, they're funded doing two through aggression. at the same time. I don't. I, I honestly don't care how they're funded. Okay. Then what? Okay. So if you can ignore the fact that they're funded through aggression, which is how they're you know they get their paychecks. Right. But I don't. I don't walk around making arguments as to why it's okay to kill on-site librarians or road workers, or you know anything else like that because i don't have an argument for that and i don't want one so there's no argument to justify what that cop uh or what there's no argument to justify what they're saying the first cop should have done they're saying he should have shot an an unarmed man or a man who was not posing a threat to him so there's no way to argue in favor of that and that's why it's just such a crazy story that the police department is saying that that first cop should have shot this man there was no reason for that whatsoever the first cop 
as far as I can tell, I mean, knowing what little I know about this circumstance, the first cop did the right thing by de-escalating that that situation. Second Sounds cop right. shows up, escalates the conflict, and ends up with a dead well, body. We don't on know his whether hands. the cop escalated the conflict. The cop walked. Well, in. for some reason, the dude felt well, like he needed to point a gun. gun. Just having a second cop might escalate the conflict. Maybe if I'm yeah. in a room with one guy who I think can take me and is hostile, I'm okay. Maybe if I'm in a room with two guys, you might who draw I think, the gun. Yeah. So that that Especially in and of itself, crazy. which makes it a little bit more complicated because the fact that they walked in, they were invited, they were summoned. They so where's the aggression there? Where's the aggression? Being is- a cop. Okay, but because they're they're a valid target by being a cop. Oh God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that you lose your credibility uh, when when you say something like that because the woman wanted them to be there. Right. So that was not aggression. Them walking into that house was not aggression. So Just security, them breathing is aggression. Security services is what you're are necessary say? in every society. Right. So they currently were, we have a, a monopoly or at least a cartelized security system. Um, right. That it, where the the state or at least the local this woman had not hired someone else, you know, to provide private security. So she was using the police right. as her security. What this sounds like is, um, you know, poorly. Uh, you know, uh, poor management and uh, poor you what know management this? of uh, leadership and management of the situation because um, you know the one police officer had it handled. The other guy comes in, then the guy has, needs to get shot. I mean, how many cops do you want to walk off into this guy's house? All right, we're going to continue. We can continue this discussion here in a moment. Our toll free number. If you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us here. Eight fifty five four fifty free. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And you can Skype into the show at Skype username lrn.fm this is free talk live Talk live. Dial toll-free. Bring up anything you want. Our number here is 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. We do have Skype, so Skype on over here at Skype username lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Melanie. And Mark. And also, Mark, you've been wanting to tell, uh, give our listeners an update about hope.freetalklive.com, the uh, the, the plan that is afoot to help build a, an orphanage for some orphans in Uganda. Right, that's the people we put in orphanages. In fact, um, we have managed to get the uh, foundation is in for the building. Um, so the foundation isn't like an organization that does the funding. I'm talking about, you know, concrete, concrete. <laughs> on which you build a building. And that's in. And I want to thank everybody who helped with it. We do currently have uh, backing for matching funds. If you just go to hope.freetalklive.com, read the explanation there. Um, we just set up a GoFundMe page. If that makes you more comfortable, you can go to there. Go there. I'll keep the total updated through um, you know all the different forms that I um, you know of money we receive to build the uh, the building, but. Well, you know, what comes after the foundation? It's time to put the walls in. And I'm doling out the money slowly. I don't want to just, you know, drop 60 grand on some village in Af- in Jinja, um, Uganda, right? Um, I want to make sure that uh, there's progress for every penny that goes through. I believe strongly that people are donating based on my research into this, that 
They are trusting me, so therefore when money is given to me, I'm going to do my level best to make sure it is spent as uh, well as it possibly can. So um, if you go to hope.freetalklive.com, there are ways to donate. You know, I'll, I'll facilitate it if you want to use PayPal. Um, you can go through GoFundMe, which is going to go through me. Um, there's a way to send Bitcoin directly to uh, one of the uh, the preacher man that's working with uh, Nadifuna Johnson to build the the orphanage. Um, Nadifuna can also take uh, bank transfers, Western Union, and those sorts of moneygram that that kind of thing. So there you go. Um, it's uh, hope.freetalklive.com. All I want to do is get these orphans into an orphanage that, and it, it it's so much cheaper to build a building there than it is here. But they don't have the money. Sure. And if they've got a place, if they can go to sleep, they can, on a nice bed, rather than them all sleeping in one, huddled up in one little room, which is what's going on now, then they can go to school, um, and they can learn, and they can make a better life for themselves. All they need is this building, then they can start a garden, they can use the garden, they can sell the, 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 the vegetables in town, and they can kind of keep things going. So it's hope.freetalklive.com. This is not an ongoing project, this is just building the building. Let's go to your calls and thoughts. We can talk more about the uh, crazy police policy saying a man who was no threat to another cop should have been shot to death, uh, apparently, by that cop. Melanie has that story, but we're going to go first to Stefan. He's on the line in Ohio on via Skype. Go ahead, Stefan. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, what's on my mind is I was listening to more of the show last night after I had called in, and you and Mark seemed to have a disagreement on secession. Yes. Yeah, Mark yeah. doesn't believe it's possible. I yeah, I just think it's kind of a, a silly conversation. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I don't, uh, you know, the states are too interlocked at this point. And um, I, I think that it, it drives a dividing line where it doesn't necessarily need to be uh, d- divided. Yes, I think that states should have the right to secede. If you ask me that poll question, I'm there. Now, do I think it would be a good idea if New Hampshire seceded tomorrow? Well, I think it would be interesting, but it probably wouldn't be great for the businesses along the border. Um, you know, many people who are in New Hampshire rely on doing business outside of New Hampshire. Suddenly turning New Hampshire from a state into a foreign country is going to make things very complicated. And I'm not sure that that's a real great idea for everybody. Go ahead. Well, well- well, correct me if I'm wrong, but You're I heard wrong. you say something along the uh, lines of you saying, well, why don't the states just nullify federal law? That's, That's a, better a better idea. idea. Well, wouldn't the supremacy clause make that nearly impossible? Well, um, what's that? In the United States Constitution, it says that federal law is law of the land and states can't overturn that. Yeah, but the, uh, in the Constitution, it also limits the federal government to a few certain areas, including uh, maintaining a military, uh, you know, issuing currency, post roads, and I can't remember exactly what else. But um, and anything – and, you know, the Constitution is very clear. Any power not given specifically to the federal government is remanded to the states and the people um, respectively, right? So – the you know the, the, the you've got this conflict that's currently going on between the supremacy clause and the Tenth Amendment. So, well, go ahead. Sorry. Well, specifically, what I wanted to know is, since you said that, what federal laws would you like to see nullified? If that's your idea, I, th- I say we start nullifying them all and, and begin over, um, like all of them is where I would start, and then you begin, you know, starting over. All I think the federal government should do from, uh, you know, from a sort of practical standpoint 
I'm a, I'm for this organization going away. Frankly, I don't think it's that valuable. It should be replaced with a contract, and that contract says we, the states, will honor the contracts from each state. We will, um, you know, honor the licensure of each state, and people can move freely between and settle freely within their lands. I think that would be a far better thing than what we currently have, um, you know, going. That's not the, that much less than what the Constitution actually is sort of supposed to be, right? Right. right. That yes, but they, you know, they needed to build this giant apparatus, you know, the EPA, the IRS, and all these other things that go into it. Um, I also think that the federal government, if it focused on provi- providing simply military protection for a given landmass, would likely attract other provinces from places like Canada and Mexico, and maybe even around the world, where basically their services as a protection agency would be um would be appreciated it's the rest of the stuff that people are upset about not the fact that they provide protection so what you're saying is you want the federal government to act as one big security company pretty much i think that would be preferable yeah but they Uh, suck at everything that they do so i mean their protection is putting us in grave danger by virtue of the fact that they are over invading that's they're not intending to act as a protection agency they're intending to act as a federal reserve notes value keeper proper upper yeah 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 so um the 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 military is used as an arm of the state department right Uh, the state department has goals and the military industrial complex okay that too if the whole world adopted the u.s military there'd be nobody left to bomb and invade do you understand that's a ridiculous statement that's never gonna happen yeah i i i have to agree with ian ian on that one what <laughs> I disagree with Ian on that one, but I don't see the federal government. If all the federal government is at that point is one big security agency, why can't the free market have a security agency? Who said they couldn't? Free, free, well, free. you're making it out to seem like the federal government would be like the monopoly security. Agency. Liberty lover, I'm not advocating for state solutions. I'm advocating for less government. So um, if we can get less government at any point, I'm for it. Hey, thanks for the call, uh, Stefan. Appreciate it. Uh, More coming up here. You can share your thoughts. Our number is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733, whether it's on secession or these crazy cops. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Do you want to help build a better financial system for everyone? Join Dash. Dash is digital cash, a digital money platform designed to replace cash and help people manage their own wealth. It's fast and easy. Fees are low and transactions are confirmed instantly. Dash is decentralized, run by users who earn rewards for helping run the network and make governance decisions. Help people take control over their financial future today. Find out more at dash.org. Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by bringing up whatever's on your mind. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got Skype. You can Skype in here at username lrn.fm with you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. And how'd you like to try out what might be the best pillow you'll ever use? 
You can do that risk-free or near risk-free for uh, 60 days. I say near because, well, if you return it back to them, you do have to pay the price of shipping to ship the, the pillow back. Uh, but if you don't like it, they will send you your purchase price back over at MyPillow.com because they really do believe in their product and they think that you're going to love it. So you go to MyPillow.com, use code FTL, like Free Talk Live, and that's how you get 50% off of the MyPillow, which is designed to fit to the shape of your body and hold your neck in the proper position. Uh, we've been using it here, Mark and I, we've got one each and been using them for about a year now and it's been great. Uh, you can also put it in the washer and dryer. It's designed for that. It's an amazing product, and it's also guaranteed to last you for 10 years if you decide to keep it. And again, you got 60 days to make that decision. Once you get yours at half off by using code FTL, like Free Talk Live, over at MyPillow.com. That's code FTL at MyPillow.com. As we continue here, let's talk to Bad Slave in New Hampshire. Uh, Bad Slave, are you with us? I hope so. Can yes, you hear me? we have you loud and clear. All righty, good. Um, I uh, just listened to you and uh, and Melanie and and Mark uh, talking about uh, uh, federal powers, and Mark was saying, well, he would be happy with a a security agency to uh, to defend us, and and um, I, you know, I as if that's what is supposed to be in place. And uh, and well, I have by the Constitution that is what is supposed to be. Well, in place. no, by the Constitution is the the standing armies uh, uh, are are only up for wars and and are disbanded during uh, uh, times of peace. It that doesn't was a, say that. That was a suggestion, but the people who wrote it. Um, un, you know, they wanted a, they wanted an army. They wanted a professional army. Alexander Hamilton well, they, in they, the Federalist Papers was one hundred percent clear. He wanted yeah, a small yeah, standing army. A jerk. Uh, He's and, a jerk. <laughs> well, you kind of have to be to start a government. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they, the uh, the federal government was allowed to have a navy and a and a you know, and I'm I'm all for that. Uh, you know, I, I would rather it be funded. Uh, Voluntarily, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the you know the deal is that uh, that the standing armies are 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 exactly what we uh, you know will produce uh, you know in, in having a, a continuous war. If you have standing armies, you will have continuous war. They're if more likely to use yeah. a standing army yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's exactly what you know the the. The story in 1984 was all about, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, amongst a whole bunch of other things. But but the but the fact is, is that the uh, that we we can't have standing armies because they are too dangerous. We have to. Uh, well, if if there were a voluntarily funded Navy or Army or whatever, you know, security force would be. Uh, then it wouldn't be as dangerous because they would only be able to do what their customers were demanding that they do. They wouldn't be able to go. They, so they could be standing, but not as dangerous as your typical standing army because the standing army that is funded by the state is funded through the printing press where they can just print up as much money as they want to and, and have them go on all kinds of you know missions all around the world to protect oil fields and poppy sure. fields and whatever it is that the politicians deem them to uh, to do. But if it's uh, you know if if they have to rely on their customers to pony up cash or their supporters or their volunteer you know 
supporters than if they've got a bad idea like, oh, let's go start a war with Russia. And people, are, their customers say no, or their supporters say, no, we're not going to fund that. Well, that's the end of that proposal. Whereas with the government, if they want to go to war with Russia, they just print up another trillion dollars and then they go to war with Russia. And that's that. I have to challenge that, uh, Ian, because the fact is, is that if if there is this big centralized and, and you know how centralized things go, right? That, you know, I, I don't even call it the federal government anymore. I call it the central government. Hmm. The central government is a dangerous operator. And, and a central, yeah. uh, a central uh, standing army would, would be equally as dangerous no matter how it was funded because they'd be, they'd be bored to tears. The, the right answer is, uh, is the community militia and a whole bunch of them. All over the place, well, voluntarily. Yeah, but you not, can't not you can't force people to not fund a centralized force. So, it, you know, I, while I may agree with you that decentralization is the preferential way to organize things, uh, there may be people, let's say, the militaristic supporters out there who want to see a big military, and if they pony up enough money. That's exactly what they they can have. I mean, well, you and I shouldn't be able to say that they can't. Well, no, no, I, I'm not saying that they can't. I'm saying that 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 our our efforts voluntarily are 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 we we ought to say, hey, listen, wouldn't it be better if a bunch of guys in the neighborhood, you know, we trained, we had sure. Fun you're saying persuade it? those you know, people, sure, by well, all means, try to persuade I, them out I, of I, having a big centralized I, military. I don't think the, you're going to be the, able to do it. The centralized crap is 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 way more expensive. I mean, look how much they're spending. Sure, now. but but again, you're ignoring the and, fact that they are a, they are a monopoly right now. What we're talking about would be people voluntarily supporting an organization because they believed in whatever mission that they had, uh, which is different from the government where they can just force people to fund it through the printing yeah. press. So they would have to be more efficient. I mean, just well, just I, out I the right out the gate, they would have to be more efficient because of the volunteer funding. The, the the constitution actually limited the activity of of the uh, of the of the central army uh, that that existed whenever it did you know for their two year time period right well, they, but they effectively to, but, as all the as all the uh, the legislature which gets together far more often than every two years has to do is put together a funding act um, you know the you know the military funding act of 2017 and then wham they're funded national defense authorization act yeah, that I think one. Is what it is um, so i mean you know it's the the constitution was an utter failure on the idea of eliminating a uh, a standing army well, and it wasn't and, intended to be. Um, well, I, 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 I disagree. I, there, there well, there's nothing people. to disagree about on this oh, one. No, 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 no. The, the Federalist know, Papers, written no, by J. Hamilton and uh, by Madison, uh, these guys were clear what they wanted. Abel, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. I think the idea of a militia, which I support... 
is an interesting idea and that militias are tough to beat. However, when you if you were dealing with a military as large as the United States and you were fighting like, you know, say there's two United States that go to war. One of them is a militia run organization mm-hmm. with no particular centralized capitals or anything like that. And the other one is a, um, you know, the, the, the army that we have today, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard and all that other stuff we have today. The militia people are going to have one hell of a time time dealing with automated uh, killing robots in the sky. I'm sorry. Um, With aircraft carriers, which are the size of cities, essentially the functional definition of the Death Star sitting, um, you know, off your shore so far you can't do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, there are people who are going to want that. So for every bad slave out there who appreciates the idea of a militia and and, I appreciate him and decentralization (laughs) and all that. Uh, there's going to be people who see the benefit, or to them, they see the benefit of having the big toys, right? They want to have the the aircraft carrier. They want to have the jets. They want to have the tanks. They want to, you know, there's a bunch of people who are obsessed with that kind of militarism and that that technology. So those people would fund. I think they'd be less ex- obsessed something. once they had to start paying for it. I think you may be right about that. It's not going to be individuals paying for it. Um, it's uh, businesses that would be p- paying for those. Well, sorts then of whatever. Things. They still would be paying through their customers. Eight fifty five, four fifty, free. This is Free Talk Live. You can talk about the military or whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything that you want. Our number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733, the Free Talk Live AMP program. It's hurting. We're uh, down below $2,900 per month, and that's down from our, I think we hit a record of like 4000 or 4100 That was years ago. Uh, we've been sort of slowly hemorrhaging ever since uh, basically what will happen is we'll get new amp signups in one week but unfortunately a lot of times we'll lose more than we gain and that's okay people are you know it's understandable why people have to stop amping the show sometimes you run into a, a, a patch of hard time you lose a job or you gotta tighten the belt uh, tighten the budget and frequently amp is one of the things that people will cut when they're doing a uh, belt tightening so it's it's understandable uh, but unfortunately when we're losing more than we're gaining slowly over time that means that eventually cuts are going to have to be made and i don't want to do that which is one of the reasons why i've been basically subsidizing the amp program from other funds uh for a while so there's certain things that we do with the with the amp money that you can see over at amp.freetalklive.com and i don't want to stop doing any of those things so there's the amount of money that comes into AMP is less than the amount of money that is being spent on the stuff that AMP supports, is what I'm saying. Am and, I going to have to look at your books? Is that what's going and on And eventually, if uh, – well, you can look at the books, but <laughs> you'll see that the numbers have been going down. Uh, eventually, if the numbers go down far enough, I'm going to have to, to cut something out. Maybe I'll cut the Talkers Magazine advertisements out. Uh, you know, That's 500 bucks a month right there. I don't want to cut Daryl. He's pretty important to us. Uh, there's another guy, Skip Jokel, who is an industry pro who helps bring Helping radio stations. stations on board. Uh, you know, that's 600 bucks a month right there. Um, I mean, I could cut him. I, I don't really want to. So that's why I say I'm, I'm continuing to you know do those things, even though we don't have all of the money. And could cut out a satellite channel. You know, 
have uh, Africa go dark for real uh, as far as the uh, the satellite signal is is concerned. Is the satellite part of AMP? Yeah, it is. <sighs> Uh, we don't make enough money on the satellite fundraiser to cover the the satellites, so I don't think uh, that's completely fair. I mean, that's not advertising, marketing, and promoting Free Talk Live. No, okay. Well, uh, you know, the fact is, it's helping Free Talk Live reach new ears, which is the point the of the AMP, AMP program. Down that much is true. The the point of the AMP program is to help Free Talk Live reach reach new people, and that's what the uh, the satellite signals do. But uh, regardless, uh, at this point, it's something's going to have to get cut if this keeps going the in the wrong direction. Unfortunately. And I don't, uh, I don't relish having a conversation like this. You know, uh, if we had more signups per week than we, you know, than we were losing, then we would be growing. You know, week after week, even slow growth week after week would be better than slow uh, dropping uh, week after week. So, if you want to help us out, uh, you know, your support really helps this show be as successful as it is. We have over 160 great radio stations. We just signed a couple new ones on uh, today. Just had an agreement come in from a new station that I can't yet announce, but they're going to be joining us in June. So we're constantly reaching new ears with Free Talk Live. And, uh, you know, the AMP program makes that possible. It's a way for you as a listener of the show to directly support what we do. Now, we, we have some great advertisers as well, and, and they, they help us out. Uh, but the AMP money does go directly to helping spread Free Talk Live, helping spread the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM, and all the ideas of peace and freedom that are contained within those programs. So you get perks. You get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, the AMP-only Facebook group, uh, and more. You can go and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. I sent out an email about this. as our We, have, we do a weekly newsletter, which you can sign up for, over at freetalklive.com. And I sent out an email with sort of the same information, and I, I said, hey, you know, if you've got any suggestions, please, you know, let me know, ian at freetalklive.com. Maybe there's something we could be doing better, because, you know, to me, if we're not getting support from the listeners directly, then maybe we're doing something wrong. Maybe that's, you know, because obviously some people are going to... indication, right? right? <laughs> some people are going to drop off just because that's life, and some people are going to come on, and you know, that's just how things go. But if it keeps going down, then maybe that's an indicator that, that we're doing something that we could be doing better or we're not doing something that we should be doing. So I'm happy to hear some ideas uh, besides one rude email that uh, that came back saying, stop being dishonest. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I asked the person what that means and he hasn't responded yet. Uh, but there was another one from a former amper who said he has signed back up. Which is great. I mean, it's wonderful when people who formerly amp the show come back on, especially people, even if they don't listen, like because they'll listen to the show for a while and they'll sort of move on to other things. But they'll still support what we're doing because they know we're reaching new people with the ideas of liberty in a way that no other radio show is doing. I mean, unfortunately, there is no other show that is in the position of Free Talk Live. It'd be great if there were. It'd be great if Freedom Fiends were on 150 radio stations. Uh, They're not yet. And so we're the ones that are up at, at that level. We're the ones doing the open phones panel discussion format of, of show. And so dollar for dollar, we're probably doing a better job of reaching new people with the ideas of liberty than a lot of the libertarian think tanks uh, out there are as far as reaching the average I think Joe American. probably true. Yeah. Uh, many of the think tanks focus on young people, and I think there's a good reason to focus on young people, but um, it's not like old dogs can't learn new tricks. As a matter of fact, that's been disproven by science. Yeah. <laughs> old dogs can learn new tricks, and Free Talk Live delivers radio programming to AM stations full of old dogs, um, FM stations full of uh, you know dogs that are aging like me, <laughs> and... Um, 
you know, podcasts which are full of, uh, you know, not quite as young as college age uh, students, dogs. So, Sorry for calling the listeners dogs. One of the other suggestions, well, I guess it wasn't really a suggestion. There was uh, one of the, the former Ampers who signed back up because of the email, so thank you for doing that. Uh, he had said that he liked the Weekly Digest. You remember uh, Ben Bartholomew, one of our listeners, was putting together a Weekly Digest in the past, yep. which he did for about a year. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of work to boil down a week's worth of Free Talk Live into an hour-long or however long it was digest. Now Riley Blake's doing it. Format. Well, Riley's doing a daily digest. Daily digest. And uh, and so what I I said to him back was, well, you know, we did have that weekly digest, and I'm glad you liked it. But unfortunately, not enough people stepped up to, you know, donate to Ben, you know, because he put his donation links in the the descriptions of, of those digests. And it just wasn't enough, right? There's... People's time is worth something, and he was basically doing that just kind of because he loved Free Talk Live and wanted to provide that service. But if you want someone who's a volunteer to continue volunteering for a a long period of time, it's nice for the volunteer to get something out of it. You know what I mean? Yep. And and it didn't happen. He didn't get enough out of it, and so he decided to, to call it quits. Uh, and then Riley, who is uh, the blind gentleman who occasionally calls the show, he started up the Daily Digest, what, several months ago now? I don't know if we're quite at a year on that, but uh, it seems That'd like be close. Going, going for a while. And so that's even more work. I don't know what kind of contributions he's been receiving, hopefully enough, um, because he's continuing at it, and, and I appreciate that. Um, so I let I let our, our new supporter, new old supporter, know that the Daily Digest is a thing. He hadn't even heard about it. Uh, so so he was very happy to find out that that, <laughs> uh, that that was back. Anyway, if you want to help out help out the AMP program, please go to amp.freetalklive.com. You get the perks. You get the benefits. Um, as far as like other perks and benefits, again, I'm open to ideas, just keeping in mind that we're already loaded up with work over here. Um, so, you know, right. what else can we add to the mix that is special? Because, again, our business model is to give everything away for the most part uh there's there's not special audio just for the amplifiers there's just the special amp only podcast which doesn't have the commercials that the regular podcast does so you do get something different it's just that it's not this it's not different content right we don't want to keep the podcast from people because the podcast helps bring the ideas of liberty to people we want them to get it um and i would hope that the people listening want people to get the ideas of liberty too a great way to get more people to get those ideas of liberty would be to give to the amp program at amp.freetalklive.com right i mean we're going to keep doing this regardless of which direction the amp program goes but it would be nice to be able to to add more stuff right to add more outreach or advertising or whatever we could do to help spread more free talk live we could do that if we were growing but unfortunately we're not and we could use your help amp.freetalklive.com let's continue here you can take control of the airways and bring up whatever's on your mind we were talking earlier in the hour about the policeman who has been fired because he didn't shoot somebody, a suicidal man that, Melanie, you were telling us about. Do you recall where this uh, story was, was taking place? It was, I'm going to double check before I guess, West Virginia. Okay, West Virginia. And they fired this guy because he would not shoot a man who was not a threat to who him. Who was not being threatening. And usually, So when you don't have a police badge and you shoot someone who's not threatening you, or in some states when you shoot someone who is threatening you, that's called homicide. But apparently, if you're a police officer, it's a terminable offense. It's a job requirement, apparently. <laughs> yes. if, you, if you don't shoot the suicidal man who has a gun somewhere, uh, you'll get fired. Well, in this case, the 
suicidal man leveled the gun at the second cop. That's why he got but shot. But they're saying the first right, cop should have shot him before, before any of that he... happened. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound like the first cop should have been fired. Exactly. That's what the scariest part about is this, is that the, you know there's some sort of departmental policy saying, just shoot anyone who's suicidal who has a gun somewhere. 855-450, free. It's Free Talk Live. North to Port is a Liberty-inspired fiction podcast about a band on tour. Each episode chronicles the band's adventures in the form of a radio interview at a tour stop location. Listen as North to Port explores Liberty themes in friendly ways with humor and music. To listen to the podcast and the accompanying album, please visit northtoport.com. That's N-O-R-T-H-T-O-P-O-R-T.com. Or just search North to Port in your favorite podcatcher. It's Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got Skype, and the Skype username is lrn.fm. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. Back to your phone calls and thoughts. We've got, and then coming up, the FCC chairman is being targeted by the alt-left First up, Ben is on the line in Canada calling on one of the amp lines. Hello, Ben. Hey. Uh, so you were talking about how you've been losing ampers, but also I think also the tar- talk radio industry is also losing listeners, so that could play a factor. No, sure. they say have, that uh, the Trump bump has uh, has continued. So talk radio had a, a bump in listenership, as it always does during uh, the election season. Generally, talk radio stations will have their ratings go up uh, during that time frame, and then they'll kind of peter back off after after the election happens. What they've been saying in the industry, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Mark, is they've been saying that the bump has continued, that the listenership is still up even after the election. The one thing have I you haven't... Seen that? Uh, yeah, the, the, that is correct. The one thing I haven't been able to do is do a, uh, a sort of a 10-year or 20-year comparison in time spent listening or what they call TSLs in the industry. Um, we on Free Talk Live don't have the $30,000 have never had the $30,000 a year to drop on numbers. So I can't on hiring put, Nielsen ratings to yeah. give you the so the I can't pour over these numbers as I was trained to do, uh, you know, when I worked for iHeart or Clear Channel, what is now iHeart Media. Um, but I can tell you that the numbers that come out within the industry, the sort of articles about the numbers that they've seen, it's not really numbers, um, is indicates that talk radio is as pervasive and listened to as it has been uh, for some time. But I don't know if that's based on cumulative listeners, which just means the amount of people who listen in a given week. Or time spent listening, to me, it would be disingenuous to just give cumulative listener numbers and say, hey, look, we got more listeners than ever um, if it if the time spent listening was down. So the, the caller could be right, but I don't have any information one way or the another to sort of prove you right or wrong. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. It was just a theory. Anyways, uh, I have a couple suggestions. Um, just uh, I was a previous listener like three years ago, and then I kind of dropped off. But I've recently started listening again. And one part of the reason I dropped off was because I felt like the content was becoming a little too routine. 
just because the way you have it structured. Uh, what was routine about changing it? it? Like what part was routine? Uh, like um, open lines all the time, plus seven days a week. Uh, what would you? That's uh, sort of the, the gimmick behind the show. Is it we're an open yeah. line show? Would you rather us close the lines and talk to interviews? Uh, well, maybe do more interviews would be a suggestion. Another suggestion, which might kind of put you outside of the talk realm, but also diversify you a bit, would be to um, bring on liberty-minded artists that would be just willing to perform uh, music, or just for uh, you talking just about music, for, like uh, your audience. You're talking about music uh, access, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So one of the problems with interviews is not it's not that I'm against interviews. Interviews are a great great way to sort of cross promote. That's yeah. one of the benefits of them is that so and so interviewee right. you bring will... on Tom Woods. Tom Woods mentions uh, he's on Free Talk Live, right. and then uh, you know his some of his listeners come over to listen. I mean, the reason why Callan Diggs is here in our studio is because he heard us on Alex Jones years ago. Yeah. So I mean, there's something to that. So um, interviews, I- I'm for. It's just that there's some difficulty. So with Free Talk Live, all of us look at the news day in and day out, and we find the stories that we want to talk about. We bring them in. Ian decides which ones are going to go at what time and uh, whatever, and that's the show. Like it's easy to do because we're all here in the same room. One thing that's difficult is is when you bring on an interview is you never know whether they're actually going to show up, right? So you bring on whoever this person is, um, and life happens for that person as it happens, and then you know you promote it. Tom Woods will be on Free Talk Live tomorrow night. Call in and listen, right? And then you know Tom Woods has uh, he gets caught in traffic or there's some kind of family illness or he just forgets. And I don't know why I'm picking on Tom here. Um, and this is one of the difficulties is you don't know what you're going to get when it comes to um, interviews. I get that Free Talk Live is hard to listen to in the sense that there's 21 hours a week to listen to live and 14 hours a week to listen to recorded. But I guess the shtick that we bring is that anybody can call in and talk to um, talk about anything they want. And um, there's no other libertarian radio pro. There's no other libertarian program, radio, podcast or otherwise, where that sort of happens on a broad basis. Yeah, and I agree with that gimmick. Uh, just maybe yeah, interviews. And then for the music stuff, it would be they would have to do it just to be able to get their message to a libertarian audience and get their uh, art out to a libertarian audience, which might be a challenge in of itself i do have a podcast package for artists so um it's very low cost and it, that's where it, we put their song at the end of our podcast right, right? um and that they're you know or their little story or whatever it is that they want and how's that worked out for them by the way have you got any feedback? oh they're all very happy with it okay um, good. it's it's a great way to get huge exposure and they usually it's it's what they call cherry picking right so you wouldn't want to do it for the same thing every time but if you're putting out a new song every two months or something then you can continue to do it Mm-hmm. And it's very, like I said, very low cost as far as our ads go. I mean, I'm sure there's uh, shows out there where you can get uh, ads for for nothing, but um, you know, Free Talk Live. Uh, I can't remember what the the ad package is, but it's uh, it's it's one of our lowest packages because I understand that libertarian type artists, liberty oriented artists, are not going to be people who have made a ton of money up to this point. They're going to be people who have a regular nine to five type job, and then they do this stuff on the side, and they want to reach other libertarians, and that we're a great method to do that. Mm-hmm. Ben, anything else? 
no. Uh, thanks for the thanks call, man. I appreciate the suggestions. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You know I mean, what I would do is I'd do interviews on request if somebody wanted to do sort of one-time amplifying for a particular liberty-oriented person uh, of note. You know, I'm not going to just bring on any nut. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you're like... You have to be a famous nut, not just Right. <laughs> Your nut has to be a nut of note. <laughs> so, like, Sarah in New Mexico, no. who's on the line with us right now. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, I'm so excited that, uh, can you believe that they're going to throw out the smokers from the Santa Fe Plaza? What is that? Is that like an open-air kind of public shopping place? What is the Santa Fe Plaza? Well, it's it's like a city plaza uh, where there's a grassy area in the middle, and there's, you know, restaurants and shops around. uh, So they could only smoke in the sidewalk, but they're going to throw them out. In the grassy center area. So, it's about maybe so hold on, just to clarify, they will not be allowed to smoke in the grassy center, but if they're on the sidewalks, they'll still be allowed to smoke in the Santa Fe Plaza? Yeah, it's kind of like, maybe they'll get to that next year. It's one step at a time. There you go, one step, step towards one. tyranny at a, at a time. Now, is this a government-run plaza, or is it a uh, privately-owned plaza? No, it's a, it's city property. The whole park is city property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. So basically, so, even though the so smokers are forced to pay for the park, you don't want them to be allowed in the park. Well, uh, it's a community place, you know. So the thing is, it, well, and all of except for the smokers, the <laughs> they're not welcome. The non-smoking community place, <laughs> the non-smoking community <laughs> pilfers and robs the smoking community in order that the non-smoking community needn't uh, smell the. Effluence of the smoking community. Look, I don't like cigarette smoke much myself, and I got to say that uh, I'm happy when I go through a park and I don't smell cigarettes. But mm-hmm. at the same time, um, I mean, can we also we, stop dogs from pooping in the park too? Because I don't like to smell. Right, that. you don't like you don't like to see it. Who wants to step yeah. at that stuff? Um, you know what? Smokers are always such an easy target. Where do you want them to smoke if outdoors isn't the answer? <laughs> You know, like <laughs> inside a respirator mask. Right? That way, the smoke. <laughs> Go to your car. Smoke in your car. Thanks for the call, Sarah. Toll free number is. But your kid can't be in there. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves here. Coming up, uh, the FCC chairman, the new Republican FCC chairman, is being targeted by the alt left, and we'll explain what it's about. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free. Join us right here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We do have Skype. You can Skype into the show at Skype username LRN.FM. And with you here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Melanie. And Mark. And so, again, bring up whatever's on your mind still to come. The FCC chairman, the new one uh, that Trump appointed. He was an FCC chair. He was uh, on the board of the FCC previously, but now he's promoted uh, he's being targeted by members of the alt-left, and we'll tell you what that's all about coming up. But first... Healthcare is a mess here in the United States, and I think most people would agree. Uh, costs for health insurance have uh, gone up, and I'm seeing headlines that you can probably expect it to continue to go up. But there is a free market healthcare company that can give you freedom from 
health insurance. It's not health insurance. It's a health. Uh, they have a sort of health sharing program with uh, some really great add-ons. It's health excellenceselect.com. They can give you a proactive health assessment daily if you want it. Uh, no charge, 24-hour access to doctors. Are you getting that now? HIPAA um, has messed up medical records so much that one doctor doesn't know what the other ones are doing. How about a medical information card that you can give to EMS or first responders, the emergency room, or whatever medical professional you want to give them to? You Check them out right now healthexcellenceselect.com and the costs so much better than health insurance. If you're self-insuring at this point or even if you've got high co-pays or you know I don't know what the terminology is but you've got to pay for part of it and it's that payment's high, check them out. 600 bucks, I believe it's less than 600 bucks a month for families. healthexcellenceselect.com. Any kind of doctor, traditional, integrative, chiropractic, acupuncture, massage, is that what you're getting from your healthcare care company? Cuz I bet it's not. You'll love the service and the price. HealthExcellenceSelect.com. All right. Our toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. So the story from FreeBeacon.com, where members of the alt-left with a history of participating in violent protests are now targeting the neighborhood of the Federal Communications Commission Chairman Ajit Pai. The organizers connected to Disrupt J20 and Code Pink said they are, quote, taking the fight to Pi's door and leaving leaflets on doors in Pi's neighborhood last weekend to protest changes to the Obama administration's net neutrality policy. On Did you guess it was going to be net neutrality? Oh, I knew it was. You know. All right, so uh, on Sunday, activists will target... I got to say, net neutrality is one of those topics that I do not entirely... Uh, you know, For me, the libertarian answer isn't... The greatest because um, we don't exist in a libertarian world and the Internet wasn't a libertarian created communication device. It was a government created communication device. Mm -hmm. And so just pulling the restrictions off of ISPs, Internet service providers and saying, you know, do whatever you want. It's the free market to me just doesn't seem like the greatest answer in the world. The Freedom, the Electronic Frontier Foundation agrees with me on this one. But. I just don't. I just don't have the. Greatest. So you're saying EFF supports net neutrality? Yes. Okay. We've had them on the air uh, saying so. Hmm. All right. Uh, do you know what net neutrality is, Melanie? Uh, last time I heard of it, which is about four or five years ago, the one that they were trying to push then said that you had to offer all speeds at the same price, and then you couldn't basically charge for more for things that took up more bandwidth. So I have to charge the same amount for somebody playing Netflix or watching Netflix all day as I do for somebody who checks their email once a day. So that's not quite as I understand what what it is. Um, My understanding, and if you're out there listening and you're an expert on this, feel free to correct us here. uh, Toll free number 855-450-FREE. The idea was that was behind the, the scenes at an internet service provider that let's say Netflix, which is an incredibly popular company, which uses a ch- good chunk of the internet, basically, like as far as the bandwidth that's that's out there, Netflix is is a pretty big chunk of it, as I understand it. That uh, Netflix is maybe willing to pay, say Comcast or uh, Spectrum, one of these internet service providers, to guarantee good service for their content, 
And the idea would be that's that something I would definitely pay Comcast for if I was going to pay Comcast at all. Yeah, the idea though would be that let's say there's a competitor to Netflix, uh, LiveLeak, and LiveLeak is like, yeah, we don't have a bunch of money, we're not going to pay for this. Well, then Comcast might throttle them. Was the idea? And again, I'm just using Comcast as a name. I don't know if they were threatening to do this or not. They probably were, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, then Comcast could basically say, "Oh, well, you're not going to pay, are you? Well, we're just going to go ahead and shove you down to the bottom tier of information because if if the information that is being transferred, some of it is given a priority over the rest of it." Uh, then that's good for the one giving being given the priority. If the other information below that is not, you know, there's a bunch of data that's trying to push through a, a pipe that has been purposefully made smaller uh, to essentially restrict their data delivery to everybody else or to the to their customers or to the people who are asking for that information. That's the idea that net neutrality was supposed to fix was that. The net neutrality was the government coming down with a hammer saying, all right, Comcast, whack. Now you have to just let everybody use your bandwidth to whatever extent that they want to use it, and you can't charge them differently for it, was essentially my understanding. At the same time, then Google, who is taking up a lot of space, is having to pay all the internet servers where if I start a blog... I'm not going to get as good a product as Google is getting because I don't need it and don't want to pay for it. So th- that's, I mean, it's it's the same thing from a different, you know, from the opposite perspective. So you're not charging the consumers more necessarily, but you're charging the companies for what they're using. If Netflix and Google want to pay to have this is never going to be interrupted service, I mean, there are services that, you know, Cell phones, TV, well, not TV anymore, maybe, but you can pay to get a higher kind of being able to depend on it. So most people don't need that, so they don't pay for it. But you can pay. So like, you know, when I buy a computer or phone, it like specifically says I'm not allowed to use it for air traffic controlling. Okay, fine. I bet I can buy a computer that I am allowed to do that for, and I bet it's going to cost a whole lot more. Sure. And there are different levels of Internet uh, access that you can buy. So net neutrality didn't didn't say, oh well, you you can't have different tiers of service for the customer. They could still, for instance, you know, with a lot of internet companies, you can pay for the basic level of access, and then you might get, let's say, twenty megabits downstream, and you know, one megabit well, upstream, right, but, or you can pay twice as much and get sixty megabits down right, but, and two megabits. But up. if Netflix is using ten thousand times more bandwidth than my hypothetical blog. Why should I be paying the same amount as Netflix and Google who have graphics and images and data streaming and everything else that you could possibly have? Well, you're not paying the same amount. Yeah, but you're not paying the same amount as they are. You're uh, you are. I would be if they passed this law. No, net neutrality is already a thing and they're trying to undo it. And you as a person running a website, a small website, you're not even being targeted by this what they're talking about is going after like big companies essentially and promoting one's data over the internet versus another and sort of throttling meaning making uh giving them less bandwidth giving the other companies who won't pay less bandwidth it's not something that would really even enter into the world of an individual who has a low traffic website. It wouldn't. Have, I don't think it would affect you at all. Well, you're uh, still going to be slow. <laughs> there's more coming up here in moments. 855-450-FREE. We'll talk about uh, what the alt-left is doing to target this guy coming up. 
Bitcoin.com recently reported Bitcoin transaction fees have increased by more than 1,200% since 2015. To many Bitcoin proponents, the current fee market is moving way too fast, making Bitcoin unusable for certain transactions. The fee market and slow confirmation times have also increased the tension concerning the block size debate. However, if there are wallets with low amounts of Bitcoin that can't cover the fees, they become virtually unspendable. Learn more at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live, you can dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want. Our number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got Skype as well. And the Skype username here is lrn.fm. With you in the studio, you've got Ian. Melanie. And Mark. Also, do want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. They're the most unique online destination in the Bitcoin universe. If you're buying Bitcoin, you can do it through Bitcoin.com. Maybe you just want to learn more about it. Well, it's a great place to get started in the world of Bitcoin. Or maybe you're old school. You've been around for a while. You want to get the latest news on what's happening with Bitcoin. Uh, you were just checking Bitcoin.com for the news earlier tonight, Mark. You yep. go to uh, Bitcoin.com. You can do all of that there. Plus, you can even play games with your Bitcoin at Bitcoin.com. There are no bigger Bitcoin believers than the Bitcoin.com team. And that's why their site is a one-stop shop for everything that you need to get into Bitcoin life. Learn more at Bitcoin.com. That's Bitcoin.com. As we continue here, the story about Ajit Pai. He is the chairman of the Federal Communications Commission, was appointed chairman from being one of the board members after uh, Trump took over the FCC chair. I only know this because I, I follow the industry, radio industry newsletters, and they kind of have a an eye on the FCC. So what happened after Trump got elected was two of the Democratic commissioners on the uh, FCC, they left on their own, I think one of them's time ran out and the other one like resigned. So there were five chair people and now there are not chair people, but five board members. And now there are three and two of the three are Republicans and one is a Democrat. The uh, one of those two Republicans is Ajit Pai. He was promoted to the chairman role. And now he's got people targeting his neighborhood with what they're calling a vigil to save the Internet. Quote, join us this Sunday for a Hashtag save the internet, hashtag net neutrality vigil out of, uh, outside of FCC chairman Ajit Pai's house, says the Facebook event organized by Protect Our Internet. The invitation notes that, quote, in all caps, this is a completely legal action protected by the First Amendment. And I do agree with them that it is. Uh, I've gone to people's neighborhoods and protested before. I've been outside of uh, Judge Burke's house here in Keene. I've been outside of uh, Fenton Moore's house, who was one of the police officers that you see in Derek J's victimless crime spree. That was the officer that knocked Derek off of his bicycle. If you and haven't been protested by the protesters here in Keene, you're just not a very good uh, government bureaucrat, <laughs> from what I can tell. It's actually been a while since we've had one of those uh, target the home things. But then again, it's been a while since we've had a really egregious uh, violation of uh, you know one of the activists around here. So it's been done. This is sort of uh, part of the history of some of the activism around here. And the idea is take it home to them. Don't let them get away from their responsibility for the, the actions that they've taken just because they go home for the night. And so I can understand where they're coming from here. I don't obviously share the same values that net neutrality is a motivating reason to go to someone's house. But obviously they, they think it is. 
And so we were talking about what net neutrality is. It is basically a forced leveling of the playing field, so to speak, by the government that essentially targets the Internet service providers and says you have to allow all traffic neutrally. You have to not give one piece of traffic on the Internet, one bit of data, any kind of preference over the rest of it. And you certainly can't allow them to pay to have that kind of preference. That's my understanding of what net neutrality is. And I'm with you, Melanie. I'm against net neutrality. I think that these companies should be able to enter into agreements to provide certain levels of service with other uh, companies. And that doesn't mean that I am against the idea of having a neutral internet. I just don't want it to be forced. I just don't want well, the government I mean, there's to... There's websites that don't necessarily need the kind of reliability and bandwidth that other websites need. I don't... If I start a blog, I don't need as much bandwidth as Google. I just don't. Sure. And they're not targeting you with this anyway. They're not right, coming knocking that, on your door saying, hey, we'll give you a better... Google is saying, I would like to have more bandwidth than Melanie's blog, and I'll pay for it. Why? Like, why is that a problem? Because well, they need it, they want it, they can pay for it. I don't need it. I don't, you know, the want problem, it unless I'm being really What delusional. they're saying is, so again, you got to take yourself out of this. Don't use your own blog as an example. Use a website that's a bigger site. So, like I gave the example of YouTube and LiveLeak. Uh, or I, I guess it was Netflix and LiveLeak. But let's look at YouTube and, and LiveLeak. These are both online video delivery services. Both of them probably have fairly high bandwidth requirements. Likely YouTube already higher, than, you know, much higher than LiveLeak. But still, you know, they're both competitive to some extent uh, with one another to provide people with free video streaming services. And so the idea is that not only would they be allowing YouTube to pay for that priority uh, routing, but they would also limit the bandwidth of the other organization. That's so. really just rephrasing the same thing differently. So if Google uses more bandwidth than Life is Sweet down the street because it's a That's local a ice store. cream shop yeah. or can- okay, ice cream and candy, and Google is a search engine for, as far as I know, every language or a lot of them, and one of those things clearly u- uses more bandwidth and clearly has a vested interest in having the reliability, and you're telling them... Either A, you're not allowed to pay for this, or B, everyone has to have the same level. But like, so you're saying life is sweet and Google somehow qualify for the same level of bandwidth treatment. And that just is really silly to me. Because that's what net neutrality would do if. Net neutrality would treat all packets equally, is the idea. Net, right, net and neutrality. That's kind of absurd. So um, I guess what I'm sort of hearing here is, is that. What people want is they want the full internet that they've gotten up to this point, mm-hmm. the way they've gotten it. Like, it's really nice to be able to go to Melanie's blog, right? Um, and to use Google. It's nice to be able to go anywhere. But it wouldn't the, be what nice. Some if- of these organizations would do is limit the places. You can believe that they would limit it. They would say, here's a package for reaching everybody's blog. Plus everything else, and no. then here's a package for just getting Facebook and Google. It, no, okay, that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, and I'm sorry if I'm not being clear with with my explanation. What we're talking about would be that your that would be a different level. What you're talking about would be completely blocking off access Wouldn't to that. 
be something that would be allowable under these new FCC rules to give in the, theory. Uh, yeah, in there theory you go. Would. No, that's not. But what no we're one's offering. About. No one's offering that. At Today, least not in the United States. Ian, this would. This is what these people are worried about. They're worried about the probable. But it wasn't happening certain, before. Well, there, there yes, used, it yes, there is was, because there used to be like the cell phone version of internet, which is why people were buying iPads and Androids specifically because those came with the full internet, whereas your other lower tier phones had the cell phone version of internet and it didn't cost as much in so africa yes, it didn't exist but there are people who didn't want to pay that money and i mean well, that's if you're their paying business. if you're paying if again you're, you're you guys are talking about a consumer level choice okay, versus all an industry unless you buy into no we're the talking corporations about corporations exist okay fallacy, but, then it's all but consumers. it's two completely different segments of the the market you're talking what you're talking about mark is the idea remember we've talked about the facebook only internet that exists in places like some countries in africa yeah. where you get uh they facebook get free, right? and that's it yeah and it's and it's free you can pay more and get the full internet but otherwise you just get facebook that yeah. kind of thing um that could exist here maybe it does exist here and we just don't know about it but uh, that would be the consumer level of this person wants less service so they pay for less service this person wants more service. Net neutrality wouldn't have affected that, uh, as I understand it. Net neutrality is about the back end of how the internet works. So it would be to where, if we're going to keep using your blog as an example, we can. It would be about, okay, you go to YouTube, it loads quickly. The You know how it buffers on YouTube? Oh, that buffer is going nice and fast. Well, that's because YouTube might be paying them to ensure that that happens. Whereas if, they go, the to, hold on, if they go to your blog, more, the then it might go slowly. It's using more bandwidth. Huh? The reason it's loading quickly is because it's. There, That's because not the the idea is that uh, so the idea is that it's loading more quickly because YouTube would be paying for that behind the scenes. Whereas if you were to connect with LiveLeak again, I don't like to mix the the web examples. So if you're going to LiveLeak and it's loading slowly, that might be an indication that they aren't paying for that service you're still going to get the video it's going to come down it's just it's not going to come down as quickly because they're not paying behind the scenes because there's no net neutrality do you see what i'm saying i see what you're saying there's more to the issue if the consumers have a problem with it it's not going to happen that's what i understand net neutrality to supposedly fix was to prevent anyone paying behind the scenes for preferred service tell me what the more is coming up Free Talk Live. Dial on in toll-free and join us here. Our number is 855-453-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got Skype, and you can Skype on in here at username lrn.fm. With you in the studio, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. All right, so uh, we're going to continue discussing net neutrality. I've laid out and what, on. what I believe uh the issue to be with net neutrality but mark you say it's bigger than that and you might be right we're going to get into that uh, coming up here in moments but first yeah i want to tell you about whole food multi-complete this is a supplement i've been taking now for uh, several months and i call it a multi because it's more than a multivitamin there's more than vitamins and minerals in it there's enzymes and probiotics, uh, antioxidants, bone enhancers, uh, a whole variety of things that you need on a daily basis to make your uh, make you healthier. Now, immediately when I started taking it, I noticed um, you know that uh, my digestive product was better than it had been in a long time, right? Like digestion was going better for me than it had. And that in and of itself 
is makes it totally worth it. I also lost, I think it was 14 pounds is the number I've settled on, um, accidentally. Like, I didn't even realize why I had lost it. I'd seen this movie, The Gut, The Second Brain, or something like that, and then I'm like, oh, wow, that's why I lost the weight. It's because of Whole Food Multicomplete. And... You know, these two things are amazing things to see from a multi, right? Like you go to the store, you buy some uh, crappy synthetic uh, multi. What do you see? Nothing. Because all you get is the smug assuredness that, uh, you know, at some point or another, uh, these vitamins are making you a little, uh, you know, safer, a little uh, healthier or whatever. Well, I don't know that they are. Um, I wouldn't claim that one way or the other. But I can tell you my life has been made better by Whole Food Multicomplete. And all this stuff is plant-based. It's not just sort of made up chemically. Just go to SimplifyMySupplements.com. And you can try it, too. You can try it at basically cost, because if you use coupon code FTL, you'll get it a 30% discount. And I talked to Russ over there, and essentially he's like, yeah, that's basically uh, you know all my profit. SimplifyMySupplements.com. Then if you like it, you can get the next bottle, and you'll, you'll be paying uh, you know full, full boat or whatever. But I think you'll find that it's worth it. SimplifyMySupplements.com. You uh, get $60 worth. You get free shipping. SimplifyMySupplements.com. All right, so we're talking about uh, net neutrality and the targeting of Chairman Ajit Pai, the chairman of the Federal Communications Commission, where some of the alt-left are going to his neighborhood. Uh, They're organizing an event for this coming Sunday where they'll be flyering people's houses uh, with door hangers, for instance, and they will uh, be standing outside on the sidewalk outside of his house, says the invitation. Bring signs, slogans, bring your mom, kids. Your friends and family, they are opposing the idea of ending net neutrality, which really just started, what, a couple of years ago? It wasn't that long ago that we were discussing this issue. Beginning the discussion. Quite a bit of detail. Uh, But then during the Obama administration, the FCC put this net neutrality thing into place. And if we go to Wikipedia, they define it as the principle that Internet service providers and governments regulating the Internet should treat all data on the Internet the same, not discriminating or charging differently by user, content, website, platform, application, type of attached equipment or mode of communication. So uh, I don't think that that would preclude having a... Facebook only connection for a dollar a month or something like that, Mm -hmm. because that would be what you were signing up for. Right. The idea behind net neutrality is that if you believe you're buying the Internet, then you should have the whole Internet without any kind of restriction. Kind of misleading and committing fraud is a problem. So if you're like, hi, I'm Comcast, I'll provide you Internet service for X amount of dollars a month. And then instead you're Comcast. Okay, well, that's fraud. But if you're like, okay, this is everything, this is everything at the highest speed, that you know, this is what they're if you're being honest about what you're selling, there shouldn't be a problem. One of the great things about the internet is sort of the leveling of the field when it comes to media. And this is what people love. Mm-hmm. They love the notion that Melanie can start tomorrow being um, you know, the the foremost voice on taxes and bookkeeping, the U.S. taxes and bookkeeping, right? Like she could start a blog that grows to the point that, uh, you know, like she's the one that delivers the very best news on this. Yeah, it's possible. It it's the dream and it rarely happens, but it, it can, can happen. happen. Yeah. 
20 or 30 years ago when you had newspapers and these other things. There were gatekeepers she, in the way. Yeah, what was she going to do? She was going to Xerox uh, you know, some newspapers off? and You'd have to get a syndication gig from right. King Features Syndicate. But you still had to go through the man to do That's right. it. The gatekeepers. The, yeah. the, the, the fact is, is you don't have to go through the man unless you consider WordPress the man. And you don't even need WordPress either. Well, WordPress is open source. You can download that and install it on your right. own server There's only The only gate, gatekeeper out there is the, uh, what's, what's the organization? That's, uh, you can, I can, I can, I can. yeah, I can, I, I see. Uh, a, and even they've and, been decentralized somewhat. Okay. Um, they got cut loose from the U.S. federal government's control. And so far, ICANN hasn't been really, it doesn't really clamp down too much on websites. They'll steal a website, do, a domain name when the government demands they yeah, do that. that's the only thing they'll do is when basically the FBI shuts down a website. But look at the Pirate Bay. I mean, they've had their domain name stolen countless times and they keep coming back. Just keep on coming so back. So if you've got enough, uh, you know, stick to you'll, and, you'll and get And ICANN doesn't care enough to go after them. Um, it's not, that's not their job. They're just... Uh, follow so what these people want is they want the dream of the media uh, of you know the internet to continue to be provided and the only way that's going to happen look if you can pay less and get what you want from the internet you know i want the you know the top 100 websites whatever they might be Mm -hmm. i I just want the top 100 websites well that's going to service most people because they're going to be able to go to Reddit and uh, you know you what Facebook and Google and you know all these other things that they want to do, and essentially the internet will be destroyed. As but this- no one is proposing. Well, that. Google's going to be kind of useless if see that that's kind of the the built-in kind of. I don't want to say right. checks and balances because no. that's a status concept. You can't find but anything if all you want. No, 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 There's that's not no true. Google has all kinds Google. of answers now. No, not true. If you look up mortgage calculator now on Google, they will give you results for a mortgage calculator, and they'll give you a mortgage calculator. Sure. Um, there's true. a lot of things. If you ask for measurements, they will... Ch- they'll you do can, the measurements. They'll do can, the conversions. Yep. They'll do the conversions for Ugandan shillings and all kinds of questions. Google that's will true. have an answer. And Google, once this happens, Google will then d- d- uh, create websites for the vast majority majority of the solutions rather than being an advertising site which is what they are now they'll change into something else yes this is the proposal on the table but net neutrality as i understand it doesn't prohibit a restricted uh thing if that's what you're paying for if you if you say to so you're saying that this could happen now and that currently we are not being given a lower tier of payments of the top 100 websites because the market just hasn't figured it out there there's not a demand for that in the marketplace yes there is it's not in this marketplace. Are you telling? Where are the people clamoring for you know the top one hundred websites? Are you telling me that people wouldn't say, "Yeah, just give me"? People the- in the United States Jesus, know what the internet is. I can't is. even make a statement. You already asked the question. No, I didn't. Are you telling me that people wouldn't pay uh, you know three dollars a month for Facebook only, rather than paying thirty dollars a month? Some or people might, th- uh, or forty dollars a month for a data plan on their phone. Some people might the, do that. I would say a whole bunch of people would. In Africa, where the, this actually happens regularly, where people get either free or very low-pay Facebook-only internet, they don't know any better. So the people in Africa, they're just, you know, they're just coming well, out of... Well, and they might not have $30 a month, whereas most people there's can come that up too. with that. There's that too, but they also, the don't, they also don't know any better. We, we read an article about this where there, there was a poll, a survey done of these customers asking them about, you know, what is the internet? Most of them said Facebook. Because that's what they know as the internet. That's been their experience of the internet. 
the idea that there's some large number of people in the United States clamoring to have some sort of shut-offs, you know, shut-down, reduced dramatically internet access, I don't buy it. I don't think... I mean, there's certainly somebody who would say, yeah, sign me up for that. I, mean, I think there's uh, a demographic but, of people that would do that, and I think it's the same demographic of people who think that YouTube is for watching CNN videos. But there's It's no- just people who really just... I don't want to say belong, but like would be better fitted for TV than the internet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes, the demand is there, and I mean, okay, fine. But there's that's nothing how the that would stop works. that from being. Pr- pr- uh, pr- there was no- there would be nothing, as I understand it, with net neutrality to stop them from marketing that as a separate plan. Because then why are people then- so worried about it, Ian? Because this because- is one of the things they state. No, that's not what they're. That's not what I've seen them state. What I've seen them talk about is how they're throttling behind the scenes. I can go down this list of this Wikipedia article for you here where it's the stuff that the the Internet service providers are doing quietly behind the scenes that makes these people angry, like restricting BitTorrent, for instance. Well, it's Behind the scenes, it's slower now, it seems, to get to these tiny little websites than it used to be. I, I, I click, don't know I, what I you mean by that. Well, you know, because right now, net neutrality is in place. Well, I don't know what to tell you. It seems like it's slower than it used to be. Well, you're going to have... You, your, your case study doesn't factor into looking at the actual speeds of the Internet. There's more coming up here in moments. Hour number three is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. There are lots of ways to listen to Free Talk Live. Our podcast has been around since podcasts began, and now the FTL feed is loaded with content besides our full show archives. Did you know that we make it easy for you to customize your podcast subscriptions? We have different feeds, one that includes only our full shows, one with just the Daily Digest, and one with just the Edgington Post. You decide what you listen to. It's quick and easy to customize your feeds at feeds.freetalklive.com. That's feeds.freetalklive.com. It is Free Talk Live, and you can dial on in toll-free to join us here at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We do have Skype, and you can Skype in here at username lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. So uh, you can bring up anything that's on your mind. I know, Mark, you wanted to talk about a print shop and uh, some controversy over gay pride t-shirts we can do that coming up here in moments but we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts first ralph oh, is no, on the line hello are you talking to somebody there Ralph? Yeah, yes uh, uh, what i was trying to say is milan is always keeping it real this is not racial dolisal you know thank you uh you say me, melanie's you, keeping it real yeah for me just for me and you melanie let's talk about the double standard guys okay which double, standard? Which double standard? There's plenty. Well, this uh, thing going on right now with Trump. Okay. What's going on with I've Trump right now? Seen... Hold on. Hey, do me a favor right. and back off your phone. You're you're shouting and it's it's hard to uh, it's distorting, so it's a little hard to understand you. Okay. This is why and we need I, to get I, you on Skype, but you just won't do it. Anyway, what's going on with Trump? Right. What's the latest controversy? Well, you know, <laughs> he, uh, you know, have the. Uh, the Russian uh, foreign minister, Russian ambassador, who he met in the White House, handed this is the the, the bogus claim that the um, the fake news, fake media is saying, you know. Okay, what happened with the Russian he, minister in the White House? I missed that part. The Russian foreign minister and the Russian ambassador this last week uh, sometime met with uh, 
they met. They uh, met with Trump. Right. Okay. And what's right. fake news about and that? This whole idea that some intelligence, uh, you know, report was handed over to the Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov and, and uh, the Russian ambassador to this country. I mean, there is no, you know, there is no basis for that because there were. There were other people besides Trump in the Oval Office at the time that happened, and they dispelled that whole that whole claim. Okay? I would but be really surprised if Trump had access to anything like that at this point. Uh, well, you know, it would not surprise me. I mean, he is the president of this country, everything, uh, <laughs> so they, they should uh, allow him to have access to this kind of material at this point. Why wouldn't but have access to it, really? I mean, he's, okay. he's, I mean, for something that's like an actual secret, I mean, I'm sure he has information. He probably yeah. knows more than me. The but president of the United States, valuable. Does, you don't think he has clearance to see something that's secret? You no. Know, of course you know, he does. Not, comes, this, not the when, classification secret, but something that people actually don't know. Okay. There's plenty of things that are classified. Right. That well, are, this, as far as the don't know goes, this is, you know, what this Russian thing sounds to me is Democrat for Benghazi. Um, mm. uh, you know, at some point or another, the government will do its investigation. It will decide who's at fault for what. The heads will roll or they won't roll. And, um, you know, the, the callers to talk shows that want to talk about it are bloviating, honestly. Um, we don't know. There's no way for us to know if... Trump worked with some or, or some of his people and his staff worked with some Russians to, to throw the election. Well, you know, OK. How is that different than any other election is kind of my thing. Like, right. I'm not sure why this is more bad than anything else if it were true. Right. I mean, if the Swiss decided to, uh, you know, donate to some super PAC, I this is not legal advice, but I think that uh, there are ways for them to influence an election, you know, with dollars and cents. Does it really make a difference if it was Russian hackers that revealed the truth of uh, Hillary Clinton's emails or if it was some other group of hackers? I don't know and I don't care. The fact is the lady uh, clearly attempted to uh, throw the DNC's uh, support behind herself and, uh, you know, stop whoever would be on the other side. And she was willing to do anything to do that. Right. And the fact is, is you in my opinion, I shouldn't say the fact is, in my opinion, if Bernie Sanders would have gotten the nomination, then you probably would have had President Sanders because Trump won by, you know, the a hair's breadth. And a lot of people didn't vote for Trump. They voted against Clinton. Clinton was the crappiest candidate possible, as was Trump. Um, and if if it would have been, I don't know, a, a run between Cruz and, and Sanders, I think it would have been a far more interesting race. But instead, we got uh, the worst choices from both. And this is why democracy stinks. Thanks for the call, Ralph. Uh, there's more coming up here, and you can share your thoughts with us. 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. All right, let's change gears, Mark. You've had this story for a couple days about... A uh, print shop owner who has been, uh, I guess, told by, was it a court, that he didn't have to make gay pride shirts? Yes, and I would like to make the point to anybody who feels like they call in and they don't get enough time on Free Talk Live that I have been waiting for days <laughs> to get my story on. Like yeah, days good point. and good days point. to get my story on. Because we go to the calls here on Free Talk Live, even if it's somebody calling in about you know some nonsense about uh, Russian embassies and you know whatever. We're going to go to that call. And the host who has been waiting to bring the story is going to wait. Yep, that's true. Frankfort, Kentucky, as reported by the Associated Press, 
A divided Kentucky appeals court panel ruled Friday that the Lexington that a Lexington business did not discriminate against an organization by refusing to print T-shirts for a gay rights festival. Well, wait, how is that no, not that, discriminating? That works. Uh, the cake thing because the cake. In the view of the government, although if it's a wedding cake, I kind of disagree with this, although I'm not a, a big fan of, you know, Southern racist, gay-hating people. But in the opinion of the government, a cake does not make a statement. So you're, refuse, you're selling a product that you sell already, and you're refusing to sell it to a specific demographic. With the shirts, the shirts literally make a statement. So hmm. you're, ref, you're refusing to make a specific statement. They cannot force you to make a statement oh that's interesting and that's that's you you saying that without having read the opinion right that's like a pretty good prediction i don't know what the court yeah, said that's good, but that's, that's the law yeah i think that's an interesting uh interesting well, prediction. but it's still discrimination it a split decision uh there uh counselor johnson well but the law is always opinion and the, and by the appellate court not at the supreme level <laughs> okay let's hear more about this so you were asking why is that not discrimination it's discrimination well, it is in discrimination le- in a legal sense yeah you're, you're discriminating discri- by saying i'm not going to do that it is discrimination in a, the definition of the word yeah but not legally like one has discriminating tastes you know that kind of definition of the word Mm -hmm. whereas the court has a specific legal definition of what discrimination means and it did not fit that definition this is one of those uh areas where you know the real world definition of a word is different Different from the legal land the legal land so what you're saying is melanie if the gay pride people had come into the print shop and said we want a bunch of blue shirts then they would have to sell it. Then to they would have legally. to sell it to him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Chief Judge hmm. Joy Kramer wrote in her opinion that the city's ordinance prohibiting discrimination based on sexual orientation does not prohibit the owners of hands-on originals from engaging in viewpoint or message censorship. Kramer said the uh, business objected to the message of gay pride, not anyone's sexual orientation. Thus, although the menu of services HOO provides, uh, that's the hands-on whatever, uh, provides to the public is accordingly limited. The censors uh, certain points that and censors certain points of view. It is the same limited menu offered to every customer and not therefore prohibited by the fairness ordinance. Hmm. So there you go. So basically, straight people can't buy gay pride shirts either. Therefore, legally, it's not discrimination. This doesn't make a ton of sense. It makes a little more bit more sense if you worship free speech in the First Amendment or the Constitution in general, I guess. And why people don't just go to I mean, I guess it depends on where you are. Because they want to shove a ball gag in somebody's mouth. That's what it's about. What? The, the, yes. That's what this, these hands-on people, they don't want to make your gay pride shirt. And that's their business. Yeah. They're allowed to do that if they want. But who but wants these to people shove a ball wanna, gag? They want to force them not I to see. be able to have an opinion. No opinion yeah. for you. Right? That's <laughs> what it comes down to. You will get the opinion yeah. we give to you. And, and you will take my money. I mean, would it? Would, would a, like if the roles were reversed? Go to a gay print shop. And well, right. Get up what you want. If there were a gay print shop and a bunch of neo Nazis came if in, if there was a gay print shop, I don't know. Not every town necessarily has a gay print shop. <laughs> every town has the internet. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. But my point was going to be that if there were a gay print shop and a bunch of neo Nazis came in and wanted to have some sort of neo Nazi fest shirt printed, they should be able to say no to that. Agree. You know, more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733.
You can take control of the airwaves here. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, and you may dial in toll-free and join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got Skype as well, so Skype on in here at username lrn.fm. Really excited to announce uh, this new advertiser here on Free Talk Live, Dash. We've talked about Dash before on the show when we were at some of the Bitcoin conferences uh, we, I know we've interviewed the uh, founder of Dash, Evan yeah. uh, Duffield. We started More talking once, about Dash when it was uh, worth like $42 uh, a coin. It's now No, worth... no, we've started talking about Dash well, far beyond that. We, we did the interview at, uh, um, at uh, in Acapulco. It was at $42. We, oh, we talked no, about we've, we've had Evan. Uh, I remember we had uh, Evan on the show long prior to that from one of the other Bitcoin conferences. I don't remember which Bitcoin conference okay. it was. Yeah, I guess we did. We've talked about Dash in the past probably when it was like, I don't know, free cents a piece or something like that and you know back then uh back then you know my viewpoint was oh another altcoin yeah okay there's hundreds of those that's where i was too um you know what what i had to see was for um an altcoin to claw its way uh out of the mud uh you know pass up the other the other coins out there and that sort of thing for me to to get more excited about it i also needed sort of a reason and right. uh, we've never been uh you know the best investors as far as cryptocurrency is yeah, concerned I wouldn't, cl- I wouldn't claim uh, to know we, what- we got dragged into bitcoin thanks to roger veer yep. and uh, we saw dash kind of taking off and what made dash special was the fact that they were wise enough to program in this marketing budget into it's, Dash. Yeah, it's it's a bit more than a marketing budget. It's basically a uh, a, a, a Dash. Uh uh, it's not just marketing. Anything it can be used for it does more than programming that, yeah. and a variety of other things. Does, but marketing's built in. It's sort it. of like the ant program for Dash almost yeah. because they are promoting Dash, not just uh, marketing it, but also promoting it within like trying to hire programmers to implement it within point of sale systems and things like that. So to try to to spend money that is being generated by the Dash cryptocurrency system on the Dash system and to right. and to improve it. So that to me was like the really smart thing that dash has done it's going to give it head and shoulders in many ways above um you know the other currencies out there because the other currencies can't advertise um free they talk could of, it, but their 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 viewers or their, somebody their, can advertise right, for their, them. their users would have to market that just in the same way that roger veer has put a lot of his bitcoin behind promoting bitcoin yes um that, you know in the same way that i do that here in Keene, where i take the money from the bitcoin vending machine and use that to buy ads promoting bitcoin locally but it's getting so hard to promote bitcoin because bitcoin's it's 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 hurting like it's kind of broken the fees are terrible with bitcoin and i just sent some dash here tonight from my jacks wallet to the dash core wallet on the studio computer just as a test and very fast in comparison to bitcoin the fee was like nothing in comparison to bitcoin and i was sending only about nine cents worth of dash and the fee was a fraction of a fraction of that mm-hmm. so like a thousandth of of that so the fees are are really great just like bitcoin used to be and uh, it's faster as far as confirmations are concerned in fact there's even an instant send option with Dash. And there's built-in mixing, so it has uh, a privacy aspect. I wouldn't claim that any currency... Now, that's an option, right? The, you, have to op- you have to opt into that with your, your transaction you, with Dash. You do, but it's, it's yeah. sort of 
built in, and it's much more likely that you're you're dealing with a lot it's more. It's built churn. in as an option. Yes, you can use the private send as an option. And but it's the, not the mixing. No, it's not in every transaction. Right. The private sin is not in every transaction. Right. Okay. The mixing is not in every transaction. Right. So, uh, so, but learn more about it over at Dash.org. It's digital cash, which is what Bitcoin was supposed to be and is failing miserably at. Now, I think we all hope that Bitcoin can pull out of this, but the market needs to come up with something else. And it seems like Dash is that option. Uh, you can pay anyone anywhere in the world anytime for just pennies on the dollar. The transactions are fast. And Dash is decentralized. It's also run by users who earn rewards for helping run the network and making governance decisions. Anyone can invest in Dash and earn rewards for helping run the Dash network. You can join Dash and help create a better financial system for everyone. Take back control over your financial future today. Find out more at Dash.org. And there's a lot of momentum behind Dash right now. Go to Dash.org and find out why. Yeah, you can get involved in the Dash community. Is All you have to do is go to Dash.org and get started. There's all kinds of ways for people with all kinds of talent to get involved. And um, it, it's, it certainly has paid off for the people involved up to this point. And with their new, yeah, good for them for having the vision. Right, where we with their don't. new tech evolution that's coming out, I expect it to pay off quite well this year. Yeah, I want to learn more about that over time here. Yeah. Uh, Toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And you can Skype in at Skype username lrn.fm. Mark, you were telling us about this uh, print shop. There were some gay pride advocates who came in. They wanted T-shirts made. Yeah, they were so they were told, nope, we're not going to do that. They brought them to court, and now an appeals court has said, yep, they're, they're free to say no to this. The, yeah. uh, the print shop is free to say no to this. And, Melanie, you explained that it's because it is a viewpoint that the, the – So the, the government customers. is not going to force the print shop to make a statement, which is – That would be forced speech right. in that case. Even though they'd be paid to do it, but yeah. Right. Well, I think that's a great example. When it comes to the wedding cake, a uh, cake maker makes wedding cakes. When it comes to the print shop, a print shop sells T-shirts. So you, the Gay Pride Festival could come in and order a bunch of blue T-shirts. There's nothing the print shop could do about that. They couldn't say, we're not going to sell you blue T-shirts because you're a Gay Pride Festival. They can, however, refuse to write, um, you know, we're here and we're queer, right, on the yeah. front of it. Um, that's what they can refuse to do. And I would imagine a cake maker could refuse to draw a phallus on a cake if yes. that's what was you know, being ordered. Right. As well. So um, I would say that if you had to put two men or two women on the top of a cake, um, that you are, in fact, being forced to make a, uh, you know, some kind of positive statement mm-hmm. um, in uh, other words. But, you know, that I'm of the opinion that you should be able to do what you want in your business. And I agree that it is a terrible idea to uh, to buy a cake from somebody who doesn't want to make one for you. And I don't know why the Gay Pride Fest- Festival of Lexington would possibly want to jam business down. Down the throat of this uh, this this company, um, this this you know this print company that doesn't want it hands on originals yeah. when they obviously aren't big fans. I mean, especially like in this situation, there's and maybe if you live in a small town, especially in some areas where the, I mean it's still wrong, but I can see why you would say, well, I have to go to this bakery because there isn't another one for thirty miles. Whereas you're waiting for the t-shirts anyway, you can kind of just go online and. Buy them from a faceless right. company who does not care what you sure, put on it. Sure, they don't it. have. I mean, 
uh, anyone in the community who's going to think one way or another, you know, if it's anonymousshirts.com or whatever, they're not going to care about what. Because a lot of it has to do with the social pressures, right? Like somebody in downtown Keene might not want to do business with Ian Freeman because I'm part of Free Keene. Because they would get some negative heat from some of the other people, people in town that would want that, yes. right? Because but, but even some... you, as a well-known figure in a you know smallish town, it's not an entirely small town. It has a Walmart, but can find places to shop and give money to people who don't hate you. That's true. And That's maybe true. there are some gay people, you know, in Alabama or something who have a harder time finding that. But I don't think that's necessarily the case with T-shirts. You said there's more to the story, Mark? Yeah. We're going to continue with it here in moments. Our toll-free number, if you want to join us with your thoughts on discrimination. Now, just because I support someone's right to discriminate doesn't mean that I would discriminate or that I agree with the discrimination. Yeah, one of the ba- the bakery, that one of them went out of business who refused to serve the gay people. Interesting. So. 855-450-FREE. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. A funny thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Modern advertisers have been trained to look for trackability in their advertising, and web search ads are great for that. They also help you get the consumer that's looking for products like yours in the moment. But they're expensive, and they do nothing to convince people to try your product segment in the first place. They help you get a bigger piece of the pie, but branding mediums like radio grow the pie itself. Free Talk Live's on more than 150 stations, and we can help advertisers with little budgets and big ones. Send me an email, mark at freetalklive.com. It's mark at freetalklive.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and you can take control of the airwaves uh, with whatever's on your mind. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got Skype and the Skype username is lrn.fm. With you tonight, you've got Ian. Melanie. And Mark. And we've been talking about this uh, situation in a print shop. What was the state? Where was it that this was happening? Kentucky? Kentucky. Uh, in Kentucky, that refused to print up some gay pride T-shirts. They went to court over it, which I just think is, I agree, is such the you know like the worst thing you can do. Just go take your business somewhere else rather than trying to force something down a business owner's throat that doesn't want to participate. Go take your business to someone who appreciates you, someone who's going to say thank you, someone who's going to you know be glad that you've come to them and ask you to come back. You know, when you need some more shirts done. This is why the state is uh, described by libertarians as a cudgel or uh, a weapon, Mm -hmm. um, is because that's what the Lexington's gay and lesbian services organization or whoever it was that, that put on the uh, yeah for the, uh, the the gay pride festival in 2012. That's what they were trying to use this as. They this is supposition. I don't know for certain. They found the print shop probably the one that had the little fish out front, and they said, we're going to make these people make our shirts. Make their shirts! Mm. Right? And that's how it goes with the wedding cakes and how it goes with this thing and that thing. And that's just, it's just sick. Now, I'm not saying that uh, you shouldn't have your festival. I'm not saying that you're bad for being gay. I'm saying the government's a weapon and you're attempting to get other people to believe the way that you believe by using the weapon. It's not okay. And it's going to turn against you at some point, even if you get your yep. way. And in this case, they didn't. Uh, but even if you get get your way and you force the poor print shop owner to make some undesirable right. shirt to him, eventually the tides are going to turn and people are going to start forcing you to do things against your will at right. your business. They did. 
Like, that's what happened to gays in the past, is, is that they couldn't have their bars and they couldn't do a variety of other things. How did it feel? Well, this is what it's like now. You know, when the pendulum swings, you should try to stop it in the middle, what is fair and what is right and what is just. And it is not fair, right, or just that you go make some Christian print something on a t-shirt they don't want to print. Now, I'm telling you from a show that gets all kinds of complaints from Christians that we don't treat them fairly. Okay, I'm simply believe yeah, all the whenever I come out and say, you know, I don't believe that dumb book and I make some point. <laughs> right. Then you're running the liberty movement because you're isolating. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow. Right. All the time. You've ruined the movement, too. Huh, Mark? I, How about that? I ruined the movement on a good, good the and regular needs basement to be ruined. Yeah. It's broken. <laughs> right. So nonetheless, all I'm saying is, is that everybody should have the right to believe whatever it is that they want and that they should get feedback from the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yep. And let's go on here. Lexington's yeah. Gay and Lesbian Fe- uh, Services Organization tried to order the T-shirts for the city's 2012 Gay Pride Festival. An owner of uh, Hands-On Originals, Blaine Admonson, refused, citing his Christian beliefs. Mm. Jeff, Judge Jeff Taylor dissented, saying that he thought the business did discriminate against the organization since its decision was based on sexual orientation and gender identity. The case stems from a ruling by Lexington's Human Rights Commission that found that the business discriminated against the organization. Lexington has a Human, human rights, rights Commission. commission. Hands-on originals appealed to... that. There's something that Keene, New Hampshire hasn't gone undone yet. Fayetteville <laughs> uh, Circuit Court. <laughs> Don't let's give them any ideas. It. Whatever it is, let's do it. Yeah. Let's create our own... Uh, before they do it, let's create Keene, New Hampshire's Human Rights Commission. Oh, I thought you meant that people in Keene haven't done. Not that the Keene itself hasn't done. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I, if we I create the commission, that. though, once it's created, then the government will want to subsidize it. Yeah, that's because that's how they are. So that would be fun. Nonetheless, the appeals court affirmed that the lower court uh, decision, uh, the hands-on originals appealed to Fayetteville Circuit Court, which ruled in its favor. The appeals court affirmed the lower court's decision. The Board of the Human Rights Commission will decide whether to ask the Kentucky Supreme Court to hear the case after reviewing the opinion. Um, And certainly when cases are decided like this, they may set a precedent in future cases. Duh. Uh, uh, Hopefully that's how the English common law works. Mm Hopefully that will uh, help here, but we'll have to take a look at this and see how they're going to handle it, says uh, Sexton. Abramson told the newspaper that he would not object to printing shirts for gays or lesbians as long as the message didn't promote homosexuality. I see. So he didn't, look, if a gay or lesbian person comes in. If a flaming gay guy comes in and says, says, I want some happy smiley face shirts, he would have printed them. He would have printed them. Or I like poodles or whatever. you know, that's a marginally gay statement. But um, nonetheless, <laughs> he would have printed those for him. But it's the fact that it's a uh, statement about the gay uh, pride right. festival. So there you go. I don't leave my faith at the door when I walk into my business, Edmondson said. In my case, fortunately, the legal system worked. And, uh, you know, I don't support his position. If I had a T-shirt shop, I, I don't even be- support his position as a Christian. I think that there's plenty of Christians who are welcoming and accepting towards uh, gay people. And, sure, you know there are even Christian churches that allow gay people to be yeah, ministers. Well, I mean that depends largely on where you are. Um, and sure, but because in pe- people conflate the issues, and there's two issues here: a should you hate gay people? B should the government force you to not hate gay people? There's plenty of things that you shouldn't do that like almost everything that the government should not force you to do or not do. 
and people conflate that all the time, which I think is just called statism. But mm. I was in a leadership, if you can call it a leadership, a service position for my church, my Quaker meeting. Okay. Um, that's you the, were? Aren't you still? I am no longer the clerk oh, of my meeting. Okay. Um, but, you know, as the clerk, I run the meeting for business. Uh, you know, I get to decide who talks when, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, I would have absolutely positively gone bun- I mean, as a matter of fact i refused uh, you know i stood to say that we were not going to join uh, friends united meeting that our uh, that our meeting is not going to send support to friends united what meeting, is that that as opposed to the friends general council okay so friends general council supports gay marriage friends united meeting will not hire gays oh my so, so there's some some quakers out there that are anti-gay Look, Quakers don't believe everything I believe in. Yeah. Uh, the 90% of Quakers are fundamentalists. I um, thought most of them were liberals. That's here in really? New, uh, well, yeah, New England. In New Hampshire, they have a church down the street that's painted, has a bench that's painted as a rainbow. In some other that's churches and some other church. places, different things go on. It's because right. you're in New Hampshire. Okay. It's not because they're Christians. <laughs> right. Okay, so um, most most Quakers in the world are in Africa. I believe it's Uganda, but I'm not 100 really? percent sure. Um, the FUM was very good at, uh, at at doing you know missionary outreach earlier in okay. the 20th century, huh. and so most of them exist there. There are conservative Quakers, liberal Quakers. There's programmed Quakers, and there's unprogrammed. unprogrammed. So you can be conservative and or liberal and programmed. And or unprogrammed. programmed means there's somebody standing at the front of the room directing the As sermon. A uh, and then unprogrammed is where usually it's just people sitting quietly until they're moved to speak. Right? My particular meeting is liberal, unprogrammed. Liberal would mean that we believe I that see. God reveals them, himself, him or herself um, regularly through the light within. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they speak through you and that therefore the speech to other people, i.e. the Bible, is relevant and interesting, but not the end-all, be-all of God's Word. That God's Word comes through your heart, through nature, sure. and these sorts of things. So that's what a liberal would necessarily believe. A conservative would believe that the, the Bible is, um, you know, could... The unending Word of God or may, the unerring Word may, of God. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't speak for the And the then they interpret it to be anti-gay. And Right. And then the, well, I mean, when it says to, like, not be gay, I mean, it's a pretty anti-gay statement in the But is Old that Testament what it says? It, it, I, best I can tell, that's what it says. Yeah. Um, now, Jesus never says it. But the New Testament says it. I would tell you. So some a hole who wrote the book, well, or one of those books. I would presume it comes from Paul. I, I'm not, you know. Again, I haven't had a chance to study this yeah. and, and tell you one way or the other. But I would say that the likelihood that there was a Jew that came from uh, Tarsus um, that uh, somehow was on the Sanhedrin at the age of like 20 um, is so absolutely ridiculous that is vanishingly close to a lie but uh christians believe that dumb crap to the end of the uh, the, the end of Someone's the hammering out an email right yeah. now Saul <laughs> <laughs> of tarsus blah, in christ's name blah, blah. i hate you <laughs> 855 450 free that's 855-450-3733 you can take control of the airwaves bring up whatever's on your mind in the remaining moments of free talk live which are coming up next Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free here at 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. Skype username 
It's LRN.FM. And if you want to help us out a little bit and do a little shopping with Free Talk Live, just go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links there to Amazon, U.S., U.K., and Canada. You just go on into whichever Amazon's right for you and get your shopping taken care of. Free Talk Live will benefit because we get a portion of the purchase price when you go through that link. If you don't go through that link, you just go to Amazon.com, then we don't get anything and Amazon keeps it all. So if you want to help us out, this is an easy way to do it. You go to shop.freetalklive.com. It's Ian, Melanie, and Mark in the studio here tonight. If you want to comment on the gay t-shirt controversy, you're certainly welcome to do that But in other legal news, this story I've been sitting on for a little bit, KansasCity.com reporting on a man who has filed an appeal in federal court and had it denied that uh, this convicted heroin dealer, Timothy Anderson, age 40, has said that the prosecution has violated his right of religious freedom. He's argued that federal prosecutors in St. Louis violated his rights because distributing heroin was, quote, an exercise of his sincerely held religious belief, unquote. Anderson's effort to present that argument at his trial was denied by a judge. A jury subsequently convicted Anderson, and he was sentenced to 27 years in federal prison. On Wednesday, the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals denied his appeal of that conviction, and according to Anderson's argument, he is a student of esoteric and mysticism studies. I'm not sure what that has anything to do with, uh, you know, his belief that he should be able to distribute heroin. Uh, but I do support his his argument here. Now, we'll give you the reason why the court rejected the claim here in a moment. But, of course, I think the whole war on drugs should be over and that people should be able to buy and sell whatever chemicals they want and to. And then maybe they'd quit making ridiculous claims. Like, because like, there's a lot of people yeah. Yeah, who find this insulting to their religion and no one would have any incentive whatsoever to claim that this was religious if that wasn't the legal argument you could use to prevent from being caged. Well, now, it could very well be religious. I wouldn't necessarily put that aside. Yeah, but I kind of doubt it. Okay, but you have for a long time, uh, you've had cannabis as a part of recognized religions. Uh, You know, certainly there are some that are more recognized than others, but uh, cannabis is pretty commonly recognized as, uh, let's see, what the uh, Rastafarian, for instance, uh, that that that's a religion, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and so that's one example. There's more than there's more than that. There's a cannabis churches now actually out there, and some people absolutely use drugs for kind of spiritual enlightenment. It's not all about you know getting effed up. I mean, that's one reason why some people use drugs. But if you're use if your reason for using the drug is to go on a spiritual journey, then that's a completely different thing. Like uh, the the most. I guess religious. Some of the most religious experiences I've had was when I was on psychedelic uh, drugs, and which cannabis is not. Cannabis is a mild psychedelic. Actually, if you put it under, you put some good cannabis under a microscope, you'll see that the trichomes on it look like mushrooms. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Um, so if sure you, it's related, but all right. How what's related? That they look like mushrooms. 
Well, uh, they and are... You mean they look like the chemicals in mushrooms, not literally they look no, like... No, they look like mushroom caps. That's what he means. No, oh. they look like mushroom caps. <laughs> okay, never mind. I've I, seen I, it. I, I tried to help that one. I can't I've save seen it. it. I know. <laughs> I've seen it with my own two eyes through a, through a Radio Shack microscope. Yeah, I, that's not how... how that's not how these things, things work. work. No, no, it's not a psychedelic because it looks like a mushroom. There's lots um, of thi- there's lots of mushrooms that aren't psychedelics. Are yes, you aware I under- of that? I understand that, okay. but that uh, that doesn't you know that doesn't counteract the fact that it is considered a mild psychedelic. I, you're I, right. I, I took doesn't. a dose. It was of, just terrible supporting evidence. Well, I think it's interesting, and it's not you know it's not uncommon for no, okay, a thing to I have, represent. I have to ask: when you looked at the microscope, was that before or after the mushrooms? No, I didn't take any <laughs> mushrooms on that particular uh, instance. But it, it's not uncommon for things in life and nature to resemble, at microscopic levels, things that they are related to. And it's so not if also they're... not uncommon for human brains to look for patterns and recognizable okay, shapes fair enough. in random shapes. No doubt about it. But nature, is, these aren't, this isn't a random shape. This is nature. This is what you know has been created by whatever you believe. But uh, ultimately, the fact that they have that similarity, I think, is striking. It was at least interesting well, to me. Well, right, but I think that's more psychology than anything relevant to the chemical in weed. Because, like, so people see faces and things kind of most commonly because that's what we look for. Mm-hmm. We see patterns where there are not. We personify things and make them look, because we're looking for things we recognize. And so we see it a lot of the time, whether it's there or not, that is kind of a slight survival skill that might not be relevant anymore. But that's why it existed in the first place. The fact that they looked like mushrooms to you is really, really irrelevant to the chemical nature of, of weed. I understand that it's irrelevant to the chemical nature of what the you know THC looks like chemically, but you know, visually, he likes it. It looks like mushrooms, yeah. uh, and it's a mild psychedelic. And let me tell you, you can have uh, you can have kind of a trip off of taking cannabis. I've done it. If you take enough of a dose orally of cannabis, or if you have a high high concentration enough, yeah, and and it's diff- definitely dependent different concentrations. But I ate some uh, rice crispy cannabis infused rice krispies once. And I was so, I was, I was tripping. I mean, really, I was, I was tripping on these. And I, and I say that as someone who has done actual psychedelics, it was the most, it was the closest experience I'd ever had on cannabis to a psychedelic experience. And the walls weren't melting or anything like that. It wasn't, it wasn't that kind of a trip. It was just sort of the, the feeling of, uh, of tripping. I had that experience from that. So, yes, they are a, a mild psychedelic. Anyway, back to the story here. He said that he had created a religious nonprofit to provide heroin to the, quote, sick, lost, blind, lame, deaf, and dead members of God's kingdom, unquote, according to the appeals court He's ruling. Is he going to give heroin to dead people? In rejecting Anderson's claim. Spiritually dead, Mark. The, okay. Maybe he sprinkles it on there. You know, their corpse or their grave or something Yeah, whatever. Like that. Again, this is esoteric, he says. He's into the esoteric things, which are, you know, things that people don't know anything about generally. In rejecting Anderson's claim, the appeals court found that the government had not violated the Religious Freedom Act because it had a, quote, compelling interest, unquote, in combating heroin trafficking and that it had employed the least restrictive means of furthering that interest. Yeah, that's about how it's going to be. So they've ruled pretty consistently and this is federal courts and i've said some things to some people that conflicts with what i'm about to say but i was talking to you about state law in federal court 
or federal law. And if Missouri says no, then the feds aren't going to say yes. If whatever state you you know you might be in says yes, then you're good, kind of. So they've pretty consistently ruled that they have a compelling interest in stopping people from doing drugs. So, so screw your religious, your religious freedom. Screw freedom the First isn't Amendment. Gonna, yeah, isn't going to work in that instance because of this balancing test that they've had for almost 200 years where they have to follow the Constitution if they feel like it, which is... Yeah, and the balancing never, test right? is we do what we want and we use this as the excuse. Right. So, yeah, drugs, especially if you're a dealer, like it sounds like he was... Mm-hmm. Drugs, um, just saying that you have religious beliefs, not going to work unless your state is cool with that. But if he actually did what he said here and created a religious nonprofit, at least he did take those steps to, you know, this isn't an after the fact thing, right? Like this is, he thought about this in advance (laughs) and he didn't, he didn't just cook this up while he was in the prison cell. Well, and I mean, I would, I would also need to know like what else was going on in this religion. Cause you have things all the way from a religion that predates the States where this is a part of the totality of what they believe versus the sacred church of marijuana that had one um, one belief and one belief only, and that was that you should smoke marijuana and kind of everything in between. Now, so where you are in that spectrum kind of, it usually is not going to matter because you're usually just going to be denied anyway, but it matters, especially if you're dealing with state law, but it looks like Missouri said no. And the fe- even, if, even if there is a Missouri law that said that he can do this, the feds aren't going to invoke it when he appeals it past the state's. Because the feds aren't going to say, Missouri, you interpreted your law wrong. They're mm-hmm. not going to do that. So I got to give him credit. I mean, at least he did what he believed in. I mean, presuming he's being honest here, that he did really have a religious belief in this, and then he followed through with it. Unlike that wussy uh, church from uh, Indiana, remember a few years ago where they had the cannabis church where they made this big to-do about how they were going to smoke cannabis, but then when it finally came down to it and the police were outside, they didn't do anything. They totally backed down. So, at least this guy followed through. He's got 27 at years At least in he followed through in dealing heroin. <laughs> <laughs> you just because the state's wrong doesn't mean you're a good person. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a free, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com, 101reasonsfilm.com.